Hello everybody and welcome back to my simple English podcast. My name is Ruben and you are listening to the, the podcast which helps you to learn the English language by listening to me talking about different themes, different topics in a slow and understandable English. How are you doing? Um, I hope you're you're well. It has been um, quite a while since I last recorded a podcast episode. I think it has been about a week. Uh, about a week has passed since I last uh, sat down to record an episode. Um, honestly, I have been so tired. I will explain uh, maybe in a future episode. Uh, why exactly? But basically, I have had a lot of work. Um, I have had um, also an exam uh, that I had to do for for university um, to enter university. Uh, it's called an admissions test. I will explain explain that maybe in a future episode. Um, but also, I have been working so much in the supermarket. Um, if you don't know, I have a job at the moment in a supermarket, uh, in a food food shop um, here in, in, in England. Um, and I am actually working uh, 11 days without a day off, uh, without a, a break, without a holiday, um, which is crazy. <laughs> um, can you imagine? Uh, we say 11 days in a row. It means I'm working uh, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, without a day off, without a day of rest, without a weekend, without a day where I don't work. So <laughs> sorry if I sound a bit tired and sorry for uh, the delay. Uh, sorry that it has been such a long time. Uh, where there has not been an episode. But I am back, and today um, we will be talking about accents. Let's begin. The title of this episode is a a bit of a joke. Uh, it is a sort of expression that we have in, in, uh, in, in English. Um, it is quite famous, quite a lot of people know this expression. It is, you say potato, I say potato, um, or something like that. Um, <laughs> uh, potato, uh, I'm sure you know, um, is a vegetable, uh, it is a food, uh, it grows underground, um, it comes from under the ground, um, and you eat it, uh, you can make chips out of it, or you can have a baked potato, or you can make vodka out of it, I think. You can do lots of things with a potato, um, but you can also say the word potato in lots of different ways. Um, hence, we have the joke, you say potato, I say potato, um, to show that we have different, different accents. Um, now, do you have an accent <laughs> you are probably thinking no um we 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 tend to think uh, we have a tendency to think that ourselves we don't have an accent um 
that is unless we move somewhere else um, for example me I don't think I have an accent um, in particular I think I have a very neutral voice um, I think my accent is the normal accent um, because it is similar to what I'm surrounded by um, because I, I live in a place called Shrewsbury in England and a lot of people speak a bit like me well maybe they don't speak like me they <laughs> probably uh, a lot more uh, I don't know <laughs> cooler than me or more interesting than me uh, but they at least have a similar accent to me um, if however I moved to America uh, I think I would realize that I have a British accent. Uh, when I have spoken to American people before, I suddenly realise that I am very British, very English, uh, because American people, they speak a bit more like this, man. Uh, I'm sure you know. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to say, but this is my American accent. I do apologise if there are any American people listening to this podcast. I have just offended you. Uh, I... Yeah, that that was. It's, I'm not very good at accents, okay, guys. I'm not very good at doing it, but I'm going to be talking about it. But <clears throat> my point is that wherever you live, uh, you probably think that you don't have an accent because you are surrounded by people with the same accent. On the other hand, there are some people who try to claim, they try to say, that their accent is the neutral accent, or it is the standard accent. Um, in reality, I don't think this standard accent exists, because to say that one accent is the standard accent means you are mm, giving it more value you're saying that that accent is better, um, it is more proper than all other accents, which I don't think is true. Uh, some people say, for example, here in England, that the way the Queen speaks, oh yes, uh, um, you know, the, the Queen, um, the Queen of England, um, very famous Queen Elizabeth, of course. Um, I don't know her, by the way, not all English people know the Queen, unfortunately, um, <laughs> but people say that uh, the Queen's accent is the standard, um, but I, I don't know, I, I don't think there is really a standard accent. Still, I would say that some accents are stronger than others, and some languages have greater accent diversity than others. Okay? And that's what we're going to be talking about now. What do I mean by accent diversity? Well, <laughs> it is a, a term that I think I might have invented. I think I made it up uh, myself. Um, I.e., uh, it doesn't exist um, 
to to make something up by the way is the same as to uh, create something or to invent something i know that for you guys who are learning english um these uh phrasal verbs we call them verbs like to make something up um verbs that have more than one part can be tricky because it is hard to know um to know the meaning of to make versus to make something up it is hard to know what the difference is but to make something up means to create something to invent something and i think i made up a word there uh, accent diversity but what i mean is that hmm, some languages for example hmm, Iceland has not very much accent diversity. Why do I say that? Well, because the Icelandic language has changed very little over the centuries. Meaning in in the last hundreds of years, thousands of years even, the Icelandic language has had very little change. It is more or less the same. So much, in fact, that Icelandic people today, people who live in Iceland, can still read uh, ancient texts, ancient sagas, they're called. And they can still read ancient writing that was written thousands of years ago. Now, Icelandic people, um, I did a bit of research, and they say that... Um, there are some accents in the country uh, between one part of Iceland and another, uh, but they are very minimal, very small differences. Um, I don't speak Icelandic, uh, so I don't really know, but I would love to learn one day. But they are very small differences. So we can say that the Icelandic language has very little accent diversity because the language doesn't change much. It is more or less one standard accent with very little differences. On the other hand, if you uh, take an accent, uh, a language, sorry, like Arabic, it is the opposite. Arabic has very high or very large accent diversity because even though Arabic is classed as one language, people say Arabic is one language, uh, different countries speak an Arabic with such a different pronunciation, such a different accent, that it can make communication almost impossible. Uh, so, for example, somebody who speaks Arabic in Saudi Arabia might not be able to understand somebody who speaks Arabic in Morocco, uh, because I have heard, I, again, I don't know, I don't speak Arabic, I would love to learn beautiful language Arabic. Um, but I have heard that uh, the Arabic in Morocco has a very strong or a very mm, particular accent um, that is very, very different from other Arabic dialects or, or from, from standard Arabic. Um, some people, of course, say that these different accents, these different dialects of Arabic are different languages. Um, I think I, I agree with them, because it is not just an accent, 
they also use different vocabulary, they have some different words, um, and so really I think uh, Egyptian Arabic versus Moroccan Arabic, I think really they are almost different languages, separate languages, um, but you could say that they are uh, just, just different accents, which mean they have very, very different accents. Or Chinese, for example. Uh, Chinese um, is not just one language, but is actually many different languages that share mm, the same or almost the same writing system. Uh, for example, the two most famous Chinese languages are Mandarin and Cantonese. We call them in English Mandarin and Cantonese. And these are two languages that are very different. Uh, they are not mutual, mutually intelligible. What does that mean? Mutually, mu ugh, mutually <laughs> intelligible. Sorry, I told you I was tired. Uh, my tongue is tired, clearly. Um, mutually intelligible is an expression which even English people uh, sometimes don't understand. Um, so don't worry if you don't understand it. But... It means that speakers of one language can understand and can comprehend the meaning when uh, somebody speaks another language. If that is the case, then the two are mutually intelligible. But Mandarin and Cantonese are not mutually intelligible. Um, if somebody speaks Mandarin, then somebody who speaks Cantonese cannot understand. But the two languages share essentially the same writing system. Uh, so when, when you write it down, uh, it is almost the same, uh, the same Chinese characters, I believe. So it is quite interesting. Um, it becomes complicated to define what is a language, what is a dialect, and what is an accent. Um, but, <laughs> at least in my opinion, the most, uh, the language with the most diverse range of accents uh, is China, and maybe the least is Iceland. So, what about English? The, the question you've all been waiting for. No. Well, English is actually a very diverse language because when you think about it, lots of people speak English in many different places. Um, of course, there is American English versus British English, and they are different. Uh, but think bigger. Um, Ni Nigerian English, for example very different from American or British English, or South African English, or, I don't know, Australian English. There is lots and lots of diversity, lots of different accents. Um, and again, some of these accents use different words, different bits of vocabulary, so you could say they are different dialects of English. I think that would be, be fair. But they are definitely different accents. I know also there is a lot of accent diversity, even just in the UK, in the United Kingdom. Uh, we normally just say UK because United Kingdom takes 
way too long to say, it takes too much time. Um, but in the United Kingdom, uh, we have some very strong accents, uh, such as the Geordie accent. Uh, that's what we call the uh, accent from Newcastle. Uh, it is a funny name, Geordie. I don't know why we call it that. but uh, There is then, of course, the Scottish accent from Scotland. Uh, very famous Scottish accent. I, um, <laughs> the Black Country accent uh, from areas like Wolverhampton, Walsall, Dudley. Uh, it is actually quite near to me, that accent. Uh, I live in a place called Shrewsbury. Um, which is not too far away from Dudley and Walsall, and so I I hear quite often the uh, black country accent. It goes a bit like this. I don't, I don't know if you can understand me. Uh, that was terrible, sorry, but uh, there we are. There is also, uh, if you are from London or from near London, uh, they, they call the accent there the Cockney accent. Um... <laughs> or uh, the Essex accent is a, a bit similar. I recommend, um, if you are interested uh, to hear some of these accents, I recommend you look up, uh, uh, there is a very famous uh, chef, uh, chef chef de cuisine, um, a very famous cook, cooking uh, sort of celebrity um, in England called Jamie Oliver. Uh, he has a very... Um, very recognisable accent. I, I recommend you Google uh, Jamie Oliver and listen to him speaking. He says, um, everything just needs a bit more salt on it, um, and things like that. Um, I don't know. Um, I think my favourite accent in it, in the UK, though, is the Scouse accent. You're probably wondering, where on earth is the Scouse accent from? Um, I don't know, what again, what the name means, Scouse, uh, but it is the accent from Liverpool. I cannot uh, do a good impression of it, uh, but I recommend, again, you go to YouTube and search uh, the Scouse accent. It is uh, very, very nice sounding. Um, I also like Australian as well. Um, that is a nice accent. Um... And again, they, they have some sort of vocabulary that we don't use. They call the, uh, they call a barbecue, uh, a barbie. Throw another shrimp on the barbie, mate. That's uh, every English person who tries to do an Australian accent. That is what they, they say. Um, but I like those, those subtle differences in vocabulary. I know uh, in the US, they call uh, a pavement a sidewalk what they call a dustbin, a trash can, um, and there are even differences in spelling. So in America, they uh, spell the word colour, C-O-L-O-R, whereas we spell it C-O-L-O-U-R. So there is an extra letter, there is a U in there, um, which has been lost in the American word. It is interesting, I heard that it is because in newspaper headlines in America, uh, the newspaper companies uh, charged, they made, they made people pay um, per letter. So to make it cheaper, they want, people wanted fewer letters. Uh, so instead of having colour written with a U, which had six letters, you can remove one letter, bring it down to five, remove the letter U. 
um, and that way it will be cheaper, it will be less expensive. Interesting. But anyway, I would like you to know, uh, what is your favourite uh, accent within the English language? Let me know, it would be uh, really, really interesting to, to find out. You can send me a message on Instagram, or leave a comment on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, that would be really interesting, let, let me know. Um, tell me. Now, you might be one. You might be worried uh, that when you speak English, uh, you might have an accent. I want to say, do not be worried. Okay, this is very normal. Each language has its own group of sounds, um, the sounds and the uh, sort of syllables which are normal for that language. And most people, when they learn a foreign language, um, they tend to use their native sounds and their native uh, way of using their mouth, even when speaking the foreign language. And this is completely normal. It is very, very mm, natural. It is almost impossible to not do. Um, and so it is definitely not something that you should be shy or embarrassed about. I think it is really interesting um, that you can hear your native language a little bit in the sounds even when you are speaking English. Um, it, it's really interesting and I think you should be really proud. I mean, when you speak English with a foreign accent, with an accent from a different language, a different country, uh, it is a sign of courage. It is a, a sign that you are brave and you are courageous to uh, be able to learn a new language. It is impressive. It is very, very um, good. And I personally, I love speaking to people uh, who have foreign accents. I always love um, asking people where is their accent from and learning a bit uh, about that and about their language. Um, uh, it's amazing. It shows that, you know, we are all different and we should be proud of uh, where we're from and, and our accents. Um, although, <laughs> maybe I am a hypocrite because I am not exactly proud of my accent. I think my accent is very boring. But, again, maybe if I went to the United States um, where everyone talks like this, man, then maybe... I would be a bit more proud of my British accent and uh, sort of proud of where I come from. Still, thank you so much for listening to this episode of my Simple English podcast. Thank you for listening right till the end. Please, if you do enjoy these podcasts, please do leave a comment um, or a review on Spotify or iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, Please follow me on Instagram, uh, Simple English with Ruben Constantine. And what else? Oh, yes, you can find me on italki as well if you uh, would like to have uh, an English conversation practice with me if you'd like to practice your English. Still, thank you so much for listening. And I, you will hear from me in the next episode. Goodbye.